Welcome to episode 64 of The Roger Snipes Show. Thank you for tuning in to The Roger Snipes Show. The aim of each episode is to leave you feeling more informed than when you started. You can expect a vast array of subjects from functional medicine to economic developments. Each week, I'll be interviewing experts in different fields to bring you an awesome show. The Rod 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 Roger Snipes Show. Yo, what's going on, peeps? Hope all is well and everybody is blessed. Remaining COVID-free, we are now in 2021. Few days in, few days in. Well, it's the seventh today, so uh, yeah, I think we're properly settled or maybe need we need another week who knows who knows uh yesterday i went to a funeral imagine that near the beginning of the new year but uh it was to it was to say goodbye to my granddad and um you know he lived a good life a good life he was i can't even remember oh gosh that's not cool <laughs> he was in his mid 80s i remember that much so it, it, to be honest with you, I don't really think it was a moment to be like sad. It was almost, it was more of a rejoice. Like, wow, you done good. You done great. And it gave the opportunity of the family to, to get to see each other again. Because you know how life is. Everybody works. Everybody's busy. Everybody's got their own little, own little families going on. And um, we just kind of contact each other via uh, WhatsApp, text, phone call, or even social media, which is quite distant in all fairness. So um, <clears throat> us getting the opportunity to see each other, it was really blissful. It was such a beautiful moment. So um, yes, it was great. It was great. Even though it was a funeral, I was I, was, I walked away kind of happy. It was cool. Anyhow, so today's guest is a friend of mine that I have known for about, okay, that went on long, right? <laughs> about eight years, about eight years, and he goes by the name of Ali Gordon, surname beginning with G, so you could even, <laughs> you could call him Ali G. <laughs> yeah, good friend of mine, he is a content creator, and that is the subject of today. We're going to talk about content creation you know, how, what does it take to become a, a content or digital creator, creating the right sort of content, which is which is exactly what people want to see. Now, you've got so many people out there that are content creators or social media influencers, whatever they want to call themselves, and some of them get some really good engagement and some people don't. And uh, sometimes it's down to the quality of content which you are creating. And sometimes it's down to understanding how it works. You know, what's, what is trending at that particular moment? So I had uh, spoken to Ali and asked if I could uh, bring him on the show because he really knows his stuff. You know, he is a uh, content creator on Instagram and also YouTube. Uh, 
And when you see his posts, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. They are so polished. Oh, wow. It looks like the sort of thing you should only see in magazines. Uh, in fact, his social media or Instagram looks like a digital magazine. It's it's stupendous. <laughs> Incredible work. So, um, yeah. So, as I said, Ali Gordon is an online digital creator who, over the past several years, has worked to uh, bring a strong online presence on social media. AliGordon.net became a space for him online to share a selection of interests from fashion to male grooming and anything in between. If you want to check out his social media account, search Ali Gordon on Instagram and type Ali Gordon in YouTube search engine. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. Anyway, let's bring on Ali Gordon. So, Ali, how you doing, my friend? I am very good, very good. It's been a bit hectic over the last month. It's a busy period of the year for us, but yeah, I'm keeping well. How about yourself? I'm cool, man. I'm good. Very well. Very well. Um, yeah, it's always busy, in all fairness. I don't know, like, with, with what you do in terms of, like, content creation and what I do, I think mine, it doesn't necessarily have a season. You're just busy all the time. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. Good to be busy. <laughs> it is. It is. As, as long as you can manage it as well. Yes. Um, so we, we, we met. When did we meet? Was it like 2012 or 2011? 2012, 2011 is probably when I started, I think, um, using social media. Um, so I think that it would have been within the space of a year, probably. Me starting, I think that yeah, we met. Um, oh my god, body expos and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I remember I was uh, sponsored by PhD Nutrition, and uh, you was also an ambassador there as well, isn't it? For a little bit, yeah, that's right. I think that well, that's how we first connected together. Um, you were already an ambassador of the guys, and um, you know, I came and joined, and yeah, uh, and I was like, who, a few times, who, did a who's few this pretty boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. It was good times, good memories. And also your, uh, your, your wife, which was your girlfriend at the time, she, she joined the team as well, right? Yeah, we did actually. That's correct. Yeah, I forget actually. Yeah, we both, we kind of were brought on as a couple, I guess, um, yeah. as it were. And uh, yeah, we, we, I think we stayed with PhD for, it must have been about three years. It was a fair, fairly large amount of time. Mm. And again, at that period um, of our kind of careers, we were very very heavily focused on fitness. That was a huge passion of ours. And um, certainly in myself, like it was pretty much the kind of like epicenter of my life. Like everything evolved around me and my, my gym and, and my food and everything was very sort of immersed in that world. So for, for me to talk about fitness and my journey online was something that I loved and enjoyed. Mm. Obviously things have kind of progressed and moved away and I sort of diversified my platforms now. But yeah, yeah. at the time it was a huge, a huge uh, passion of mine. That's cool, man. That's cool. One thing I do remember when I was speaking to you was you had a full-time job. You had yeah. a full-time job and I remember you saying, 
on, on, on the odd occasion, you had to go out and you had to take pictures and then you had to go back to work. I was like, you know, considering you was doing both of them, I was like, you're doing a great job. Oh, like, yeah, I was like, your, your, your pictures are amazing. Your work is amazing. So how did you start off? And then how did you transition from, you know, just taking a few pictures here and there into actually becoming a content creator full time? Like, tell me how it was, because obviously work was your bread and butter. Now this is your work, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, take us through it. So yeah, I mean, I've always enjoyed a bit of a side hustle. It's something that um, I get a lot of pleasure out of working. I'm, I'm one of those people that quite enjoys being occupied with tasks and um, I, I quite in, enjoy overworking myself. And that's something that today I've got a lot better at managing. But I think at that particular time, I was so hungry for, for work and um, I was kind of very much inspired by my dad and how he kind of lived his life. He runs a very successful company uh, with lots of staff and I, I was living under his roof and I was kind of looking up to him like, okay, this is, this is how you do it. You have to work your ass off to, to get where you want to get to in life. So I was always very much um, kind of tuned in with working weekends, weekdays and in evenings whenever I needed to to kind of get to where I wanted to be so the electrical um, job that I had I worked as an electrician for 11 years um, that was something that I thoroughly enjoyed and I wouldn't change that I, I really enjoy having that trade behind me it's super helpful uh, now at the house I can get some tasks done uh, on my own accord which is nice and when I met Lydia um, she was already running a blog which at the time was something that I wasn't familiar with and uh, she kind of introduced me into this industry, which at the time wasn't really an industry. There wasn't such thing as um, content creators or also known as influencers. These, this sort of industry didn't exist. Um, but she had a passion for fashion and um, I had a passion for fitness. So we kind of introduced each other to either's world, as it were. And um, that's kind of my step into social media and using it as a platform where I would talk about things that I was interested in. And the development of the sort of career as it was, at the time, I didn't actually foresee where, where it was going. It was just kind of a pastime and I quite enjoyed doing it. I found a huge passion for photography and videography along the way as well. Mm. So it all kind of just unfolded as the space kind of evolved, um, which it was kind of really nice because you were catching that wave learning as the industry grew, which meant that there was lots of room for mistake uh, and not being held accountable as you would today um, if you were to start out. So yeah, it was quite an exciting time. Um, there was a lot of uncertainty and excitement around the industry as well. So yeah, I don't know if I've gone off, off the question a bit there, but it kind of just flowed in, in its own way, I guess. Yeah, so like, was you able to, I don't know, get financially comfortable immediately or was it a gradual step? Did you need uh, Lydia to help you out a little bit while you were moving over or, or did you have a bit of savings or financially it was okay? How would you say it was? Yeah, so I'm, I'm not a risk taker by nature. So um, a lot of the decisions that I make are quite calculated. I like to feel um, that I'm as comfortable as I can be. Um, however, I do have an element of ambition and, and drive. So 
I'm willing to, to sort of take risks, um, but the more control of those risks I have, the, the more comfortable I feel doing so. And I'd say that I was in a very, very fortunate position because I had a great relationship with my electrical boss who um, completely understood the kind of new direction that I was taking uh, in this new career path. And he literally said to me, I don't want to stop you from progressing in your life and feeling fulfilled in your life. So I'm going to allow you to take as much time off as you want. It will be unpaid, um, but you can take that time off. And when you can come to work and help out, um, you are more than welcome. Um, obviously, it's going to be sad to lose you, but um, I don't want to be kind of like holding you back from what you really want to be doing. So that was like a blessing. I mean, it's, it's very rare you find bosses that are, are willing to do that. So I was very fortunate in that I never really felt any financial um, kind of hardship um, because I had an element of security, which I mean, I'm so grateful for that because Lydia unfortunately didn't have that same privilege and she did have to take that jump and that risk. And it was a case of there's no financial fallback. It's this works or I don't work. Um, and obviously I lived through that with her as well. So I got to see both sides uh, of the coin as it were. And um, yeah, I feel, I feel like I was very lucky in that respect. That's amazing, man. That's really good. That's, yeah, you know, I was lucky there. Sometimes people, when they, um, when they transition from one to the other, like it doesn't matter if they've been working in a job for a long time, um, some some managers are just like, do you know what? F you, man. Like, <laughs> you're leaving us. We don't care about you anymore. It's like, yeah. that's really bad. That's really yeah. bad. You know, I mean, even I had a bit of that situation when I used to work at Reebok Sports Club. Oh, I, do you know what? I came and visited you, Roger. Yeah. In uh, Canary Wharf. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. I know we took some pictures in Canary Wharf as well. Yeah. Which cool, which was cool. Yeah, um, yeah you, were, you were saying you were, when you were working there. Yeah, it was like they wanted me to put in more hours, but I was trying to explain to them that I'm trying to build up my social media platform and I'm trying to get some visibility, but they weren't trying to hear it. And um, I just thought, you know, like, as my following is growing, I'm bringing credibility here. So let's work together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, they didn't want to. So it was like one of those where either, you know, I pretty much quit what I'm doing and put all my hours in there for PT in, or yeah. I just have to leave. So it turned out I had to leave. Yeah. So um, it was a nice jump. Sometimes, you know, the, the, the scariest things happen for the best reasons. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So that was pretty cool. But um. Yeah, man, this is, this is exciting stuff. So you've got lots of people that might want to become content creators themselves. Um, how, how do you think they should start it? And I have people messaging me all the time and asking me like, how do I start? And they've got like a hundred followers or something or even less. I'm like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I it's a bit harder now, but uh. yeah, it's um, it's a question that I I often get as well. And um, I guess if I was to talk from my experiences and the way in which I entered into this industry, um, it wouldn't be um relevant to today's world online because, like I said, there's been so much evolution over the last I don't know eight years or so online. 
that you wouldn't be able to apply that same strategy as it were. Mm. So it's all about adapting and working with what is in front of you. And that's all you can do. Um, I think that it's, a, it's, it's great to have ambitions and, and to have goals, but don't put too much weight on it. Um, I always say that being a content creator isn't a job choice. It's a job opportunity. It's something that if you're fortunate enough to be able to get into a position to do, um, it's amazing, like grip it with two hands and work with it. But it's not something that you can apply for. Um, it, it does take hard work. It does take time. You have to be consistent and persistent with it. Um, it's just one of those industries, I think, that um, it's, it's, it's in high demand. So many people want to do it. And um, it's a very exciting and fun space. But to actually get into it, there are so many um, unforeseen and unknown challenges that you will face. And so I always say to people that, that want to become content creators that the first thing that you really need to do is to, sh is to start sharing content. You need to show people what it is that you want to talk about. Show them your passions, your interests. If you have any education, like yourself, Roger, you're talking about a more in-depth scientific perspective on fitness and you're utilizing that knowledge to share it with your audience who are then gaining something from yourself and I think that there needs to be this um, kind of um, exchange between you and your audience which is you're creating something for them to take either enjoyment out of or to educate themselves from so it's about setting a foundation on your social platforms to offer something to your audience and when you're doing that, that's when you can start to try to implement strategies or ways to try to be seen because it's as simple as this. Exposure is growth, right? It's, it doesn't get much more complicated than that. If you're seen, people have the opportunity to see you. If you're not seen, nobody's going to be able to find you, right? So it's about having something to offer and then looking at ways to try to get exposure. And that, I guess, is, is a different topic um, but essentially you gain exposure from networking, collaborating as a, this is a direct example. I've come onto your podcast. Uh, I'm going to be able to be seen to your audience and I'll share this podcast with my audience. So essentially we've just collaborated, right? Which all, all aids to growth. And I think that it's doing these sort of things with like-minded people in the vertical that you're in, which is really important as well. Um, that are all going to help gain your growth and then that will lead eventually to financial opportunity. Mm, mm. That's amazing. So, yeah. so I feel like I ramble on so much, but there's so no. much to say. <laughs> no, you've, you've got to let it all out, man. Let yeah. it all out. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, so w one of the things you mentioned was per persistence and consistency. Um, yeah. How does a person keep so consistent? Like you do have some people who they will post... <laughs> like once a week yeah and i'm like wow wow you know like for me i i the way i see it is that i need to i need to see people need to post every day like from my experience if i see if i see your post i will like it because i like your content so i'll like it if i don't see it often enough algorithm is gonna hide that from me unfortunately so yeah. frequency is pretty important 
Yeah. But um, for some people, they might have trouble in keeping up that frequency. What would your way around it be to make sure that you are consistent with content? Yeah, which is, it's a really interesting topic. And I guess, like most subjects that we discuss, there isn't one correct way of, of approaching creating content. And there are creators out there um, that actually post very infrequently and still manage to um, gather a large amount of engagement um, on their on their posts. Um, and algorithms constantly change and evolve. The social platforms that manipulate the behaviors of the platform don't fully understand the implications of those actions, which means that the consequences which essentially is the knock-on effect with the algorithm, they're not in full control on. They can try and predict and say, you know, we think this might happen, but because it's ever-evolving, algorithms are forever moving, um, there's not necessarily a, this is how you do it and this is what works, because it takes one person to flip one switch um, behind the scenes and all of a sudden that, that all changes at the front end, right? Yeah. So again don't be too hard on yourself when it comes to posting every day if you're starting out and, and you're especially if you're running a side hustle it's a, it's a lot to ask to get content out that frequently you know we're fortunate enough that we have you know it's our it's our job so we have you know five days a week at least to create content hopefully for our platforms mm. um if you're if you're running a full-time job and you're doing this on the side i think that it's about being realistic and setting yourself realistic goals to try to work towards and the more structure you have to create in that content i think that's key to consistency so if i was to talk for example about my youtube channel um, i only really saw um, engagement rise when i posted consistently every week at the same day at the same time and i i always used to post on youtube but there was a, a real sort of sporadic um, structure so it might be on a monday or a wednesday or a friday or a sunday i was just it was when i had my video ready that week and i changed it and it could be like more consumer behavior that they're like right i know at this time at this day he posts on this platform that could help but it could also be algorithm based and that's just one piece of content per week so it, that's a, a lower load of content on that one particular platform and it's paying off at the moment. It seems to be working quite well for me. Mm. So I totally agree with you. I think that the more content that you can share, the more opportunity for exposure, which leads to growth. But I think that it's about being realistic. Social media can be um, your worst enemy as well at times, right? Because <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it can put a lot of pressure um, on yourself and, Certainly when you see everybody else that you, you follow and that sit within your vertical creating content, it can sometimes get a bit overwhelming when you start to think about all of the things that you want to do or you need to do or whatever. So I think it's just about trying to be a, a realist with what you think you can achieve um, mm. and kind of going more down that route than trying to like be too heavy on the, the amount of content that's going out. Quality over quantity doesn't exist online as much as it probably should. <laughs> I think quantity, quantity wins a lot. So it's something to bear in mind. But again, there's nothing wrong with either because there are accounts that are extremely successful, that priority quality and, and those that uh, do quantity is extremely successful as well. So 
there's no unfortunately there's no like this is how i feel about volume of content right that makes sense. i get that i get that i guess yeah you have to try and see what works for you really i mean um i remember when i first started off doing content it was like lots of selfies using a mobile to take pictures and that sort of thing and as as time went on it was um then like editing your own videos in a real stylish manner was pretty important yeah and um now it seems as though i don't know people like raw material where you know you, you're recording in a selfie mode sometimes that just becomes really popular people yeah. like to see uh you know natural lifestyle stuff without no editing just raw like you record it upload it yeah uh, yeah and i think that it's it's like um it's like, i guess it's like most things it, it flows in trends right Mm. And I think that our job as creators would be to adapt to those trends. So utilizing platform functions and the trends that sit within those platforms, um, obviously podcasts and YouTube are long form content. So um, there's a lot more information divulged places like Instagram and newly TikTok, short form content. And it's about understanding um, how those platforms work and trying to make sure that you stay true to yourself in the content that you're producing. Um, mm. but, but tap into those trends a little bit and kind of have a bit of fun with it, right? It's, it's there to have fun with. You want your, your audience to enjoy it. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a forever changing, I'd say. It is, right? So, obviously, I've seen you on Instagram on a regular basis, both you and your wife. Sorry about that, man. <laughs> Taking up my feed, bro. No, no, no. It's, it's always a pleasure. Always. I love the way you style your content. It's got a real, I don't know what kind of, uh, what, what um, um, presets you use, but email that to me. <laughs> I said, mate, do you know what? I did a video once on, um, on my YouTube and uh, I actually go through every setting. Or was that your no, door? It's my door. Oh, you, you did it. <laughs> I'm you recording. Give me a sec. One sec, one yeah, sec. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. A minute. Yeah, where were we? Sorry. I was going to just ask the same thing. <laughs> I got distracted. Oh. Um, we were talking about... Um, um, I know I just finished talking about um, utilising different functions on, um, on platforms that have short form and long form content and sort of having fun and tapping into those um but staying sort of true to yourself and then there were, we led on to something else yeah i think um yeah seeing your 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 oh, posts see my accounts you asked about my presets yeah well i was actually joking about the presets but i was like yeah send me the presets i really yeah. like it i really like what you do every time i see i see the quality of your images i'm like wow that's really nice like, i don't know like 
it's it, it looks like art seriously oh, thank you wow <laughs> um yeah yeah like you've got some people they take some beautiful pictures especially if they're in a a sunny country i think it's quite easy to take beautiful uh, pictures on a beach and stuff like that but um you can make an average setting look very beautiful i don't know what presets you use whether you have different ones or you change it every day but um yeah, yeah what i have a few in the um in the lightroom user preset bank that's for that, sure yeah that's awesome man do you sell those at all i don't know um i was actually saying um I, I think it's important to teach people how to fish rather than, you know, give them the fish. You know the old saying, it's better to teach a man to fish, feed him for a life than give him a fish and feed him for a day. That kind of, yeah. that yeah. quote. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, you know, we're super fortunate. Liz and I, um, we have an amazing career that we do very well out of. And I don't feel that I, I have a, a want at the moment to sell presets. So... I did a video which actually taught people how to create their own presets on my YouTube um, channel and actually showed them at the time what was my most used preset so they could copy the exact settings. Mm. And I think when you learn how easy it is to create a preset, you wouldn't buy one again. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're so simple to, to um, kind of to, to make. And okay, you might not get the exact look that you're looking for at the beginning, but it wouldn't take long for you to start to understand how changing different settings can manipulate the output of the image. And before you know it, you'll be able to create looks that you desire. There are also um, other creators online that have done videos that show you how to utilize these softwares. Um, and yeah, I just think that there's something more satisfying creating a preset that you yeah. made for you uh, than just buying one. And you'll also learn as well that once you put a preset on an image, because of the nuances of light in a photo, it's, you're never going to get the, or rarely going to get the correct grade or the correct preset for that light setup. It's so you have to change, change like... certain things anyway. So it kind of, yeah, I just think it's something that if you're, if you're serious about photo, like photography and, and you want to learn how to color grade or edit your pictures, um, I would say that most people within a, uh, a space of a week will have Lightroom nailed, like uh, certainly the, the, the one for the phone, mm. um, which is CC, I think it's called. Mm. You'll have it nailed and you'll be creating your own presets in, in no time. Mm. What other apps would you say are very important to have either on your laptop or on your phone? It depends what your, um, I mean, it depends in, in, in relation to editing or in relation to business or, the editing and business really okay. like people who want to be content creators they want to have nice flashy images like yours okay so like i've mentioned lightroom for me is probably the fastest quickest um and a very user-friendly app to get com almost complete control over your your image when it comes to color and lighting mm. um so lightroom is one i would then say you could utilize apps such as unfold which you can create storyboards from um so they just give a little edge to creating stories on your platform. Um, Unfold is a, is, is a good example. There are other, other apps out there, of course, um, for- Unfold. Oh, well, Unfold. How, does that, how does that work, this Unfold? You say you create um, stories it's out of it. So it's templates. So it's basically um, pre-made templates that you insert your photos on and you can add text to and um, play around with. So it's just uh, giving you a template basically to 
to stylize your stories um, to give those a bit of an edge. Not so much a phone app, but two apps that I use a lot for photo and videos, Photoshop and Final Cut Pro are the two platforms, uh, software, sorry, that I use. A lot of people use Premiere Pro for editing their, their videos, um, but Photoshop and Lightroom are the most popular in this kind of world, I guess, for, for editing. And Photoshop's a bit of another beast. I wouldn't worry about that too much in, unless you were looking to do some like pretty serious photo manipulation. Um, Lightroom is pretty sufficient for social media. Um, now, moving on to business, this is an app that I've used now for like four years or something. And it is the best organizer that me and my manager use. It's called Slack. And it basically categorizes our conversations into campaigns. So we can fast track any conversation um, you know, in, in minutes rather than flicking through email threads and trying to find the relevant information. And we utilize that app really well. Um, and it's probably progressed our productivity within the company by you know, over 50%. It's, it's been amazing for us. So complete game changer. And again, there are other apps. There's one called Basecamp. Um, and I think Google now have something as well that's kind of like in those realms. So yeah, that's a, a business app that I would suggest maybe looking into because it works great for teams. Basecamp. Basecamp is one. We don't use that. We use Slack. Slack. Um, but they're a similar kind of idea. It's about, um, it's, it's basically the idea is to try to um, streamline conversation and to access topics efficiently. Mm. All that's right. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I see you and your wife work and do some content together. She does her own thing and you know, you do your own thing and then you do some stuff together, which is looks pretty amazing. Looks pretty amazing. Um, what is it she does? If you don't mind talking about that, I don't need to go too deep. I, try. I, don't, I try to stay out of her business. But yeah. I, I mean, I, I follow you. I look at your content, but sometimes like if, if both of you t are together, then I'll click on her page. I'll be like, okay, let's just have a quick look. But I'm more interested in what you do. And you know, I've seen her, um, um, maybe talk about some perfumes and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. and maybe handbags or something like that. Um, could be yeah, right. of course. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. covers all of that. So, I mean, Lids has, um, I can say this because I don't have to be modest for her. Um, <laughs> she's got an amazing um, eye for detail. She's got a great sense of style, um, which means that she's got this kind of like natural instinct for hunting out amazing products, great brands. Um, she's always got her sort of finger on the pulse with it. So whenever we show an interest in um, a, a new kind of, sector of the fashion world then she, she will find that some of the most well-respected and reliable kind of manufacturers in that space and she's just um i think she just knows how to navigate herself around the um kind of online world of the world big wide web um she can just hunt out websites and brands uh, really efficiently like it would take if I wanted to sort of start styling myself up in a certain way like let's just say when I first showed an interest for tailoring um, it takes me a long time to sort of start finding brands like of course you could do a quick google search of Savile Row but um, to start to really find some sort of niche really um, cool unique brands it would take me ages but Liz has this knack to just like 
get to them really quickly. And um, mm -hmm. she, she's definitely a, 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 um, a leading lady in, in her space. There's, um, yeah, there, there's a huge interest in Lydia and what she speaks about and talks about. And Lydia isn't somebody that um, kind of like, would it, it herself she wouldn't see herself as like um, a top creator in the sense of like the actual quality of the content in terms of visually so when we talk about editing and beautiful imagery that's not really her bag mm -hmm. hers is all about the substance hi guys i just want to take a quick moment to let you know that my book your mind builds your body is now on pre-order from amazon now this book is an exercise and lifestyle book for anyone who wants a definitive and sustainable plan to transform their body and mind. Now, it takes you through my childhood upbringing so you can get an insight on where I came from. It gives you all of the methods which I've learned over the accumulative years which has helped me sustain a healthy, strong, lean physique with the biohacks I recommend for longevity. Now, this is my version of a complete guide to unlocking your true potential and working towards greatness. So pre-order your book now by visiting Amazon and searching for Your Mind Builds Your Body or click the link in the show notes. So her, her focus is about the, the products that she's talking about and um, she she really focuses on making sure that what she's offering to her audience has so much value and mm -hmm. that is her sort of like key and so the the quality of the content is secondary to that if that makes sense right, I mean yeah. I love her content it's amazing but yeah she won't sit on a computer editing and doing presets on her photos and stuff like that she's she's not really into that kind of thing okay whereas you would do that do you I, that's not, i'm just i'm just interested in that thing kind of stuff yeah 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 um what's your main platform so i see you use instagram um you said youtube do you yeah. use do you use others do you use twitter do you use TikTok? i think yeah I, I think that every platform plays a role and i think to diversify yourself across a number of platforms is really important um you might remember vine uh yeah it's a, it was a short form platform that um had a six second loop i think i, I didn't use it but that platform collapsed it got it, i think they liquidated or they didn't sell it something happened and there were some creators that were just solely on that platform and so when that platform died, so did their businesses. So as a, as a, if that's not a reason in itself to try to diversify yourself across platforms, I don't know what is, <laughs> because you, you become very reliant. And I think to, it's like that, the old saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So I think to split across all is really important for financial reasons. But in terms of the actual style of content you're getting out, if you're trying to showcase, share, uh, and communicate with your audience to, to create a relationship. I think that having a YouTube channel is, is key because you can really interact and people can really get to know you. Um, and you can just talk a lot more about what it is that you want to speak about. Instagram's um, obviously a lot faster in, in the way in which you consume it. 
but I would say that it's probably the most prominent platform for business because brands kind of hold that as their sort of like header for if we want to work with somebody, we'll go to their Instagram first. It's almost like their, their CV. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> cats come in. Hey, how you doing cat? What's, what's the cat's name? Uh, uh, Lumi. Lumi. Yeah. Okay. She, she's a, she, she, she's, she's a snow Bengal. But, um, and I think it's in Finn. Lumi means snow. So that's kind of a... Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, she, 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 she wants to sit on my lap. But I, I'm, I've actually twisted my desk around. I normally sit over there. So she's probably a bit confused. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing her off. You got two cats in it or is it just one? We did have two. Yeah. But unfortunately, one went missing. So oh, I've, got, oh. I've got one. Okay. Um, but we've had one for about a year now. Um, mm. Yeah, just over a year he went missing. And um, yeah, I think we're, I don't think, I know, we're getting a dog. So yeah. that's going to be a, yeah, a, a new step in the new year for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roger, don't. Oh, I've, I've, <laughs> I fought it for a, a long time, but I finally gave in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So I fought the cats as well, to be fair. I didn't want to have any pets initially. And Lydia's, Finally getting her wicked way with me, so. Got to listen to the woman, bro. Yeah, I know, the boss, right? That's it. So, um, what type of cameras do you have? You, I'm sure you've got more than one and you've probably got like a whole array of lenses. Yeah, let's get technical. Yeah, so um, my main camera, like the, the my, I've actually got it here, um, the, the Sony a7R Mark III. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to shoot on the Sony a7R Mark II. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a mirrorless camera. Um, this particular model, the R range, um, it's, it's quite good for photo and video. Um, it's like the balanced camera. So the um, I think it's the a7S is like a, a more film video. camera. And this is more kind of a bit of photo as well. So it kind of strikes between the two. It's quite compact. It's quite light. Um, I get a lot of. Oh, have you got something pop up? Is that me? That's me. Uh, probably it's me. Um, I find that I get a lot of my sort of cinematic video shots with this, and then I use this for my Instagram photos. Um, I shoot on a fifty mil lens. This is actually a, a twenty eight because when you're inside, sometimes it's hard to get the distance, so you need to have a wider angle. But I shoot on a fifty mil typically, which is. I think a 50 is more similar to what the eye sees. So it's that kind of perspective, yeah. um, which is why it's quite pleasing and aesthetic for us to see it on a photo because it represents a more in line with what we see, uh, not taking into account our peripheral. Um, and then for my YouTube videos, I use the Canon G7X, um, which is this little digi camera here. Um, super small, it's compact. Um, it's got a really good um, auto white balance on it and the colors are nice on it. Um, Canons are typically quite soft on the skin. So Sony's are super sharp. So mm. a lot of um, travel photographers, um, architectural photographers and, and stuff like that will probably like Sony's because they're really sharp. But a lot of portrait photographers and people that are photographing humans uh, will prefer Canons like the Mark, like Canon 5D or 1DX or something because it's softer on the skin. It's, it's not so much the camera, it's all in the lens, the glass. Mm. Um, so yes, yeah, so these, these, these are my two. 
When you hey? say softer, what does that mean? Less detail, so yeah. it shows yeah. less lines or something. And yeah, so so the the Sony because it's so sharp, it will pick up on like um, hair follicles and uh, pores and stuff. Wow! And so it can almost it's 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 a very sharp camera, so um, it, it can be a little bit almost look like the skin's a bit grainier. Mm-hmm. And uh, Canons have just got a slightly softer. Um, it's hard to explain. I think if you were to look at two photos side by side. Um, again, there's so many reviews online with these two brands. Um, mm. you'll, you'll just see the difference. It's subtle, like maybe the untrained eye might be like, I don't see any difference, but um, that's kind of, I think a lot of guys use Sony and a lot of women like Canons. Oh, right. with people in the space. Um, guys quite like the sharpness of images and women quite like the kind of dreamy, kind of m- m- more softer look. Oh, right. Uh, okay, yeah. that's, that, that's not gospel. That's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I understand. For me, chatting. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what, what type of lenses? You got the 50 mil, was it a 1.4 or 1. It is, yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you know what? It's, um, it's huge, though. I, I think, um, I wish it wasn't so big. Man, that's a... <laughs> We're still talking about the lens, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so this is the um this right this is a fifty. There, you see? All right. Uh-huh. And it is it's and this is the uh, if I show you the twenty-eight. There's a big difference in size. This is probably three or four times as heavy as well. So when you're walking around all day with that lens on, it can be a bit heavy on the on the I mean not for you, mate, you'd be fine. <laughs> You'd be fine, yeah. You'd be, uh, you know, giving it a rep. I've got, because I've got a Sony, I've got the old Sony though. Where is my camera? It's probably, yeah, somewhere else. I've got the, um, yeah, the A7R Mark II. And I've got the... um, I love that camera. You got the Mark III though, isn't it? Yeah, because um, I I went on a, um, sorry, the cat's come back here. I went on a... um, a little adventure in Wales and we, we climbed um, up to one of the peaks and basically the, it, I wouldn't say it was raining, but we were in the clouds and the camera got really um, wet whilst we were up there shooting mm. and I sent it off for repair and Sony said it's not repairable because it was so water damaged. Wow. So I needed to buy a new one um, and I thought I'll just get the latest version mm. and I, I like it, but, I'd arguably say that the Mark II, I found as a user, um, I found it easier. Now, it's probably just the setup of the camera, but I find that I keep on having issues with the focus point on this. It keeps on moving. and I've got some, some little niggly problems that I need to work on with that Mark III um, that I didn't have with the Mark II. So, yeah, right. they're fantastic cameras. I, I really like them. Mm. So, the, the lens which you have, is it, is it, a, uh, is it a G Master or the... Uh... Is it Zeus? Zeus. Yes. Um, so, I think you can... Okay. You yeah. see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a Sony lens, but I think maybe... I don't know Zeus. I don't know what element of... That. I don't know if that's just the name or whether this is the um, a, a secondary company that supply the glass or, or whatever. The, the focus speed on that lens is so quick. So on the normal 50mm that comes as a 1.8, 
Um, it's quite slow and it will go like uh, 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 when it's trying to pull a focus. Yeah, yeah. With this, it's like ching, it's on. It's so it's so rapid and, and responsive, which is great. So mm. uh, it's a fantastic lens. It's just really big and heavy. It's about as heavy as the camera. <laughs> so. <laughs> I get that focus thing a lot, but I think it's because um, myself, I've got a, uh, it's a bit random, but I, I bought a Canon lens when I was using a different camera, um, a uh, Lumix. I don't know if you remember, oh, yeah. I had a Lumix and I thought, all right, I want to kind of, I've got a Metabone Speed Booster and, a, a, and then placed a uh, friggin' adapter. Canon lens. Yeah, the Metabone, yeah, the adapter oh, and got a Canon lens. And I still had the Canon lens. So I thought, let me just get a speed booster for the, for the uh, Sony <laughs> yeah. and use the Canon lens on there as well. So yeah. I don't have to buy a whole library of lens and start yeah. all over again. So, you, you know. Can, you can do it. Huh? You can, you can do that. But the, you said you had problems with the focus. Yeah, that, that, that thing where I wanted to take a picture. But I think the picture wasn't too bad. It was more the video. The video oh. was, oh my God, it was, it was terrible. It was like, and you can, not only does it go in and out of focus, but you can hear it on the recording as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. I used to work with a photographer that transitioned from Canon to Sony. And so he had a repertoire of Canon lenses and he brought the body on the Sony and then he brought an adapter. And sometimes when we would shoot, he would have to switch his camera off and then put it back on again. Um, right. almost like a reset I guess because the lenses were misbehaving but you know they're they're not compatible really are they they're not designed to be compatible so you're trying to use two two products that haven't been designed to work together yeah so, but I mean that te the technical side of it I, it I don't know enough about it it gets lost on me so I just know what I like to see and that's, and that's <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so. um, okay okay so um, I'm gonna show you so what future projects do you do you have lined up? Do you have anything in mind? Do you think about, have you thought about maybe bringing your own sort of product out? You know what? I, yeah, I, I love the idea of having, um, having something to sell, something that I've made that I can hold and be like, wow, I've, I've designed or worked on this. Um, we, I have very light conversations and I have done for the last couple of years. Um, but if I'm honest, I've never really found or thought of anything that I've been like, yes, that, that's it. That's what I want to, to work on because um, I kind of always get drawn to the more predictable products and, and sort of collections. And I'm just like, I want to do something that when, it, when I know it's right, it's right. And if that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But yeah, we'll see. I think that um, I, the, the idea of owning my own company that sells a product i love the idea of it um but there's just nothing that's kind of made me take that step yet i'd say yeah and um yeah in terms of uh, future projects i'm not sure what i'm allowed to talk about contractually because i don't okay. know where i'm at with um with with the what i'm allowed to say but there are there's lots of things that are in the pipeline for 2021 Obviously, because of unfortunate circumstances this year with the global pandemic, quite a lot of my um, annual yearly um, partnerships were moved to 2021, um, as were some of the associated events that are tied in with those partnerships. So, which are the things that I'm not sure if I can talk about, but 
Um, there, are, there are many brands that I've worked with this year that will be carrying through into 2021, which is really exciting. Um, obviously, in terms of travel plans, doesn't look like I'm going to be visiting anywhere as beautiful as where you are right now. Oh, man. <laughs> Gosh, it's, I'm, I'm sweating here, bro. I'm sweating. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like you've got a nice breeze, though. I know. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, it's only about 28 about 28 at the moment yeah it's just chilling yeah yes yeah, it's, it's actually raining here mate <laughs> but we um yeah because because of obviously everything's going on i i, I don't know whether there's going to be a, a a trip at all next year um and i think that we it's something that we take very seriously and we consider a lot um, as, as i know a lot of the brands do as well so it would be interesting to see what happens but i don't think that anything um in terms of like traveling would happen until later into next year mm. but because of all the uncertainty it's so hard uh, to know what's going to happen in 2021 but fingers crossed stay positive that everything kind of kind of flows to in a way i think that it's, it's been amazing to see how so many creators online have adapted uh, and evolved to this kind of un unforeseen um event and uh, i don't know if you can call it event this pandemic um mm. And I think that it, it, was, um, it was interesting as well to see how some people adapted really quickly and some people quite struggled with it. Some people took it as an opportunity to take a pause. Um, lots of people reacted in lots of different ways and, you know, everybody faces different challenges on a daily basis. Um, and so you don't judge anyone for the decisions they make. But it was quite interesting to see how some people really took it as an opportunity to, to adapt and, and evolve and move forward and others decided to kind of sit back and wait and see what happens. Mm, yeah, very uh, true, very true. I think for content creators, I think, I don't know, it's, I think it's, it's an easier thing to deal with than someone who needs to go into an office or if you yeah. have to physically be somewhere, really. Yeah. You know, you could adapt and just do stuff at home. Yeah. And if someone had a beautiful home like yours, like, wow, bro. <laughs> yeah, we're very fortunate. We, um, yeah. You live in a palace, man. I'm, so, I'm like, wait, wait, where did they move? Like, who, like, it's insane, bro. It's the sort of house I expect to see. Like, if you remember um, MTV Cribs, you know. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. You, know, this, yeah. you know, just walking around like this, uh, you know, there's these, these, these massive stairs and cameras following you. Oh, yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is my drive. And... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the spinning uh, wheel on the drive where the car spins around. You see those? That's it. I used yeah. to watch MTV uh, Cribs and uh, West Coast Customs. Is it West Coast Customs? The car they used to um, work on cars. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There was an exhibit done one as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it was an exhibit that ran it. It was West Coast Customs, no? Oh, is that what it's called? Because I, I know so. you had Pimp My Ride. Ah, oh, that that might have been it. Maybe there was two. I don't know. Possibly. Maybe Pimp My Ride was taking place at West Coast Customs Centre where they actually did the work. I don't know. Maybe. But, it was Pimp My Ride, you are yeah, right. Maybe you can be on there next, who knows, man? Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah we, we, um, you work with what you have and you, you, you adapt. And I think that it was, it was just a really interesting time for me to see how everything unfolded and, you know, amongst you know, all of the other negatives that come with it. Um, I think that lots of people, including myself, took some positives and it was a, it's been a huge time to reflect, right, this yeah. year. Um, reassess, reevaluate. I know lots of uh, my friends have actually changed their career paths. They've taken new job opportunities, and yeah, it's trying to 
take a, a bad situation and spin it into a, a bit of a, a better situation. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting year to see that happen. Yeah. Which one is your favorite brand that you think you work with? Oh, that's a good question. I don't have favorites. <laughs> <laughs> but they've um, got different perks. I'm yeah, sure. of course. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you can mention what some of the perks are. Yeah, I think so. For me, last year, when we were taking part in lots of experiences, I think that it would have been easier for me to have recalled on, you know, one of my favorite experiences this year uh, was X or Y. Mm -hmm. um, this year, obviously, everything's been at the house. So everything has been shot and done and, and I've taken part in everything here at, at my home. So there hasn't been much difference between you know for, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about products and and styling products and of course i love the brands that i work with i don't work with people that i'm not interested in, in working with so something that i hold myself with high regard to i'm like i won't work on a, with a brand or a product that i don't like and yeah. um so for me because we haven't had any experiences to offset it's quite hard for me to say which has been my favorite this year because they will feel very similar in that respect um, but I'd certainly say that a great memory for me last year um, was when I got the opportunity to go to Portugal with Boss and I was with a couple of my good buddies from the industry and we got to drive around on quad bikes and motorbikes and uh, it was just a, a really cool experience. There was a huge group of, of guys that are very like-minded from, from around the world. So there's a lot of Italians and, and lads from like Madrid and stuff like that. So it was lovely to connect with some new people and we just had a good, good laugh really. And, uh, we were all dressed in our, in our boss suits and, and stuff. So that was a great memory. I, I remember that trip as a really fun trip. Um, I'm also very fortunate to be able to join Lydia sometimes on some of her trips as well. And, uh, at the start of 2020, we went, went to Courchevel and, uh, to the ski resort. Courchevel. Courchevel. Yeah. Whereabouts is that? It's, it's, I think it's the Alps, the French oh, Alps. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think. I, think. Nice. I hope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we, we went there. We didn't book the flights or accommodation, right? So I don't, I don't remember the, the actual, I just know it's Courchevel. And um, that was amazing. We got to do a bit of snowboarding and skiing and we got to see some huskies. And yeah, that was an amazing start to the year, but it feels like a long time ago. So... Oh. Wow, yeah, yeah, I could imagine. Oh, that's great. I don't know. Um, Did you go to India at the start of this year? Again, it feels like, you know, you're saying that things feel like ages ago. I don't know if it feels like the year's gone slow or quick. No, it feels like it's gone quick. You went to Dubai as well, didn't you? Yes, yes. That was this year though, right? No, I think that might have been last year. <laughs> Anything pre-COVID pre feels like last year. Feels like ages ago, bro. I feel like I, it's been a serious imprisonment, but not in a necessarily bad way. It's given me time to reflect. And I've done, yeah. you know, I've worked on a lot of projects in the meantime, you know, sitting down, knuckling down and writing stuff, scripting stuff. It's been great. Like it's, yeah. It hasn't been really bad. It's, in fact, it's been pretty good. I'm not going to complain. But I think, yeah, probably going to India has been pretty amazing, you know? Yeah, I'd love to visit. Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, yeah. uh, and the thing is, it's amazing. It, it's such a, 
um, it's such a big country. It'll be like you go to one place and you could go to another place and it's completely different. It's like different countries. Yeah, yeah. all together. Yeah. Um, different cultures, different way they speak, different mannerisms um, and the food as well. Like, you know, typically if you live in UK, you just think, you know, go to India, it's just going to be curry. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going there for curry, there's going to be curry. In which, like, they will have some curry, but yeah. the way they season it could be slightly different. Yeah. Um, you know, just preparation. Even some places you might not be able to buy certain meats uh, mm -hmm. or there might be more fish in certain uh, continents in India. Yeah. Um, whereas another place to be like, no, we don't sell fish here. Like, there's no fish in the country. I, I don't get it. Like, what's that all about? Yeah, it's just it's it's bizarre and interesting at the same time. But um, yeah. the people there are very um, affectionate, affectionate in a sense of like, if you give a uh, if you give a compliment or if you give a tip or something, it's like wholeheartedly appreciated, like with oh, love, wow, that's nice. like really, really appreciated. Um, and at the same time, uh, they could get quite offended and emotional. <laughs> right. so, yeah, so it's just like a, a, an amplified emotional kind of um, uh, trait, I guess. Within, yeah, within, within many of them. Um, mm. got, okay, I'd love to. And also the wildlife. I, I bet. Did you see any tigers or anything? No, I didn't see none of that. No, I, I didn't see none of that. Oh, I'd love to, love to go there for that. One of my friends um, who's from India, he keeps on saying, you need to come out with me because he goes every year, apart from he hasn't been this year. Um, and uh, he shows me some of the videos where the, you know, they've got these wild lions or tigers or whatever they are. And, <laughs> and these things are like 10 meters away from him and he's just there filming them. And I'm just like, what? I'd be losing my mind. Yeah. So I'd, lo I'd love to go. So hopefully one day. Yeah. Uh, so. I could, yeah, when you do go, you got to let us know, man. I've got to see that yeah. content. That's all I want to see. The yeah, content. yeah. Oh, I, bet it, I bet it's so nice out there. Oh, beautiful. Well, one, one final question. I wanted to ask about the, the like, Instagram alone. Yeah. Which one would you say is uh, the most, um, the, the, the best form of thing to use for Instagram or is it kind of like a, an integration between them all? Like, you know, uh, so you're asking me, okay. I know what you're asking. Yeah. Mm. So, you so got you're asking, what would I suggest to use in terms of the functions that the platform offer offers? Yes, yes, yes. That's correct. So I would say the number one rule is that whenever a platform introduces a new function, from an algorithm perspective, that's the function that you should be utilizing because that's the function they want you to use. Typically a function is introduced to either improve and develop upon the existing platform or not officially to try to crush another competitive <laughs> platform. Um, you may remember that Snapchat was doing very well and Facebook and Instagram introduced stories um, and they, so they slowly just disappeared. And then you, you may be familiar with TikTok and the rise of short form um, content and then Reels appeared. Mm. So these functions um, that are introduced often have a purpose and a role um, that goes beyond the usability or, or the user's experience on the platform. 
And so to utilize those functions is key because it means that you're going to be favored by the algorithm, which means more exposure, more exposure equals more growth, more growth is more opportunity. So at the moment, um, I would say that reels is a function that you should be utilizing, which is short 15, 30 second video content. Um, this will slowly plateau back out. So it's had like a spike where it was really getting over engaged. You'd see accounts that would be far exceeding their following in terms of engagement because the platform was actually pushing the content to new audience. Mm. So we've seen this peak and then at the minute it's probably sitting nearer to the top still, but we're starting to fall back down. This, this I predict that what will happen is, is this will start to curve back down and fall back in, in line with other functions such as IGTV, um, Instagram Live, um, Stories, and obviously your traditional photo and video content. Mm. Um, I definitely see personally on my channel as a direct response to a new function um, affecting the views on an older function and increasing the views on that new function. I physically mm. see it like as clear as day every time it happens. So. It's, it's not about using a particular function all the time. It's about adapting to those new functions and, and, and just try to use the platform. The platform wants you to try to, essentially, if you were to get really technical, they just want you to, to produce content on that platform to keep users using it because the more user time, the more value in that, that, um, that company. So Instagram, Facebook hold more value. So it gets really businessy, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Have you watched The Social Dilemma? No. Is that okay. a movie? Is that a documentary? What is that? Social Dilemma is um, a documentary that's on Netflix and it's basically um, more of the back end of these platforms and how there is um, a lot of concerns around sort of like data protection and uh, the mental health implications of using social media. Um, and it's kind of just covering a lot of things that um, have, have become apparent to me over the years and to, to my team. Um, but they've kind of just put it into one package and people from those platforms that now don't work there anymore have been interviewed and they've spoken about some of the things that go on. And uh, it's, it's basically just saying that the platforms are designed to keep you there for as long as possible mm. and they'll feed you whatever they need to feed you to keep you there. So they talk about fake news and stuff like that, which I'd say that Facebook is probably more guilty of than Instagram um, for that behavior. Um, but yeah, I think that it's just, my advice would just be utilize the new functions. Um, but always keep in mind that eventually those existing functions will become very relevant again, um, after that initial peak of the new function being introduced. And then you've just sort of got to play around and just be very observant of your engagement, your interactions and your views, and you'll be able to sort of self monitor your own platform because your platform and my platform will behave completely different. Mm, mm. So it's all about the, the uh, where our audiences are from and what their interests are and what style of content we're putting out. Um, more than likely there's going to be some kind of algorithm implication between your account and mine as well, because I'm sure that they, everybody's account doesn't run off the same kind of um, program as it were. I mean, I know that there are people that I know that have got a completely different Instagram layout. There, there are functions on their, their accounts that aren't on mine. There'll be people that will go, well, I can't get music on my stories. And, you know, oh, there's, wow. there are changes to, to accounts as well because they're, 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 as a platform, they're constantly evolving and trying new things. And they don't just introduce one function and give it to everybody. 
there's a slow introduction to this and they test and so yeah it's wow. uh it's, it's very complicated. It's far more complicated than I understand. Oh, wow. It's far more complicated than I even thought either. Now yeah. you've made it more complicated for me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you can read too much into this stuff, but yeah, it's, yeah, I guess I just feel like it's my job to try to understand from a business perspective as best as possible um, how I can reach my audience because that's all we want to do. We just want to be able to speak to the people that want to be heard, um, want to hear us speak, right? Exactly. Um, the, the, the platforms are there for us to do that, but at the same time, there can be things that, that hinder that because of their setup. So it's just trying to make sure that we sort of move around those bollards, as it were. Yes, yes. Ali, it's been great, bro. Thank you for having me. I feel like I've spoke a lot. <laughs> That's the whole idea. It's a podcast. You got, you're supposed to speak as much as you want. No, that was fantastic. It was really insightful, not just for people that are beginners and want to perhaps create a business from social media, but maybe existing people who are, you know, um, on social media and trying to better their business. What you do is amazing. It really is. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You know, and it's, and it's, it's a force. Like you and your wife are doing it together. It's like, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. nice as well because we can communicate, right? yeah one another we can learn from one another yeah it's nice it's fabulous it's fabulous so you're on instagram what's your name on instagram for people ali gordon. that's it yeah ali gordon yeah, yeah that's the one. cool and on youtube is the same right just search ali gordon and it'll pop up cool anything else are you on any other i have got a website as well ali gordon.net i post on that every monday all right and then youtube every wednesday and then Instagram probably four or five times a week. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Get out. Oh, that's brilliant, man. That's brilliant. I've got to check out your website. I ain't seen that. I've seen I've seen YouTube videos. Your videos are amazing. But anyway, I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> They're good, man. They're good. I need to learn. Thank you very much for your time, sir. I really appreciate oh, it. Thank you for having me, mate. It's been nice to catch up as well. Yeah. Nice be good to catch up in person, you know, I know wear yeah. a mask and, uh, you know, we just yeah, keep sanitizing. Yeah, yeah, it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, when, when we're allowed to, mate, I'm, I'm game for that. I'll have to come into London and uh, we'll catch up. That's it, brother. Good. Nice one. Nice all right, one, man. man. Right, take care. And you too. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips so always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome, but some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.